0: Hello, welcome back to Out of Our Heads, a pop culture podcast from the minds of Joe Bortner and the world's number one fan of Ang Lee's Gemini Man starring Will Smith in theaters this weekend, Nick Protopapis.
1: Hey, how's it going? Yep, I'm 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 glad we're back, bud. it's been like a month. Yeah, me too. Hey, you yeah. know, I don't think I ever say what I mean to say on like, like, when, you know, your first hello, you know, when you like pick up the phone and you say something to like, let someone know you're alive.
0: Oh, I I definitely agree.
1: I don't think I've ever done like a greeting like that on like just now when you were like, "Oh, Nick's you know uh, being announced." I was like, "Ah, oh, what am I gonna do?" And then I just did that weird thing. Right. You know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 glad you did it. I think, you know, I th- I think the the podcast material is better for it. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, so I th- I think. You know, we we should establish that it's uh it's been so long because we both have moved. Uh, you're you're across the world now. You're in Slovenia currently. I am, yes. Uh, and uh, I'm in Vermont. So you know, we we've had some you know troubles getting that together. Except we're we're good now, and we are you know dedicated to bringing this podcast to you, the listeners, the the listening public, <laughs> and we're gonna do it. Oh yeah. Oh boy. We actually uh we had several trial recordings, two of them in fact. So there there are two episodes, two very bad episodes that uh will never be released
1: because they were so so bad
0: and we're embarrassed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we were both so embarrassed and they'll never see the light of day. Uh you want to get into your thing this week? I do not. I
1: want you to get into your thing.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I've got a thing for you. So, uh, Nick, today, or yesterday, rather, I made a discovery. Uh, you are aware, I assume, of the classic comic book Watchmen.
1: Of course. That comic yep. influenced me in my life as a child when I read it.
0: Yep, me too. We both read it as children.
1: Yep, little children, eight or seven, seven years old. I was seven.
0: <laughs> I, I, I must have been seven as well. That's I, I mean, I, I, I,
1: read I Watchmen and also enjoyed it
0: as as a child i i you know I was blown away by the craft of Dave Gibbons and Alan Moore of 90. course I
1: read it as a child that, I mean when else would I have read it
0: it's a it's a seminal work
1: yep we've both read it for years oh yeah, influenced me and my comic go doings
0: yeah exactly me too of course a classic. You know one of one of the most significant comics or even you know. Pieces of fiction of uh you know the past century Yeah, I mean if you of claimed, course like, we had comics. both read it before this yeah.
1: year i mean if you if you even claim to like like comics at all you've probably like you've probably read it i mean you know yeah. you must have have read it that's pretty much that that's an implication when you say that you like comics
0: i mean no way was it sitting on my shelf for you know four years uh unread uh until like this past may that's impossible
1: that cannot be true um I definitely did not pick up various copies, borrow them for a time, and then return them without having opened the book at all. That never, I wouldn't do that. That doesn't sound like me right. at all.
0: Yeah, that doesn't sound like, I, who would even do that?
1: I don't know what a library department is talking about. I don't know. I don't know. They're crazy. It must be crazy to say things like that about me.
0: What a, what a horrible thing <laughs> for I'm, someone I'm, to well, do. Come on, guys.
1: Definitely, I read Watchmen. Yeah. And looked at the pictures <laughs> and read the pirate story. I think we all read the pirate story. Oh, I think, I mean, really, really, the pirate story was the center of the Watchmen plot.
0: Right. I think it was, I think it was pretty essential. And I can tell you many things that happened in the pirate story. Now, in Watchmen.
1: I agree. I mean, that time that he was a pirate and he was on a ship. And there was little was like, boxes of dialogue in, like, fancy text? Wow. Yeah. And it was,
0: like, simultaneous with the the, the the actual plot? That was wild.
1: Oh, I mean, for me, the pirate plot was actually so interesting that I paid more attention to it. I felt like the rest of Watchmen is sort of a B-plot to the pirate story. <laughs> and, you know, the more and more I read it, the, the more I actually became interested in that plot. Probably my fifth or sixth reading of Watchmen, I, that's when I really understood mm-hmm. The importance oh wow! Of have the you Pirates. have
0: you have you only read Watchmen six times, Nicholas?
1: Because no, this I've was, read I, it upwards was, of twelve. <laughs> when I was a child, I I had read it for the sixth time only, and from then I have read it more times.
0: Right, right, right.
1: I I right. love Watchmen.
0: Mm, me too. Anyways, so <laughs> what I'm talking today is uh, something called Shitty Watchmen.
1: Shitty Watchmen.
0: Right. This is a um, this is a web they, comic.
1: Joe, are those the people who watch The Watchmen? Is that what this comic is about? (laughs) I hope that this comic is about the people who watch The Watchmen.
0: This is a uh, webcomic. And (laughs) people
1: reading Watchmen with binoculars on. (laughs) I guess you you don't have binoculars on. I guess you use binoculars.
0: Mm. When I told Ben about Shitty Watchmen, he said, oh, are you talking about the TV show?
1: That's funny. Have you seen the movie? (laughs) Have you seen the Watchmen movie?
0: Uh, I have not.
1: No, have you? No, it might be. We Shitty should watch Watchmen. it. I don't want to. We watch. should
0: watch that and make that an episode.
1: Okay, I am going to agree Maybe. to that for now, but then Maybe fight not not. by avoiding it. Yeah, I think that's actually
0: my opinion as well. <laughs> anyway, so Shitty Watchman is a webcomic comic uh, made by a bunch of people. Uh, basically, it redoes each chapter of Watchmen. and wait, each wait, chapter wait. is. I have a
1: question. Yes. Is Shitty Watchmen sort of like Garfield without Garfield, except it's Watchmen without Watchmen, and it's just the pirate comic?
0: <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> what it is essentially is a redrawing of Watchmen by twelve different people, like each person does a different chapter. It was released like throughout twenty seventeen. And it takes the same panel layouts and the same drawings essentially, or the same compositions, and it redraws them but backed
1: like bad drawings yeah <laughs> Wild drawing
0: i mean the, the 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 drawings are like ostensibly poorly rendered like some of them are better than others um but like there's a lot of like you know stick figure reminiscent work in there um, i'm actually a lot of right
1: now because i want to know so badly <laughs> sorry it's not that bad
0: no it's it's not that bad
1: it's just like not the same art. it's just like t- simplistic art yeah There are comics that look like this. To be clear,
0: yes. uh, No, it's it's better rendered than you know many comics in the world. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So what's this? At the same
1: time, so this is just art. Sorry, this is Watchmen with different art.
0: Kind of, but it also you know the dialogue balloons are reduced to one or two words each. Oh, sometimes sometimes zero words. So um, there's a. I'm gonna send you a picture (laughs) from this. I can see the. Picture. Um, there's the real. There's the reveal of Doctor Manhattan's
1: dick. <laughs> they do show a lot of Doctor Manhattan's dick in, in <laughs> As a child, that that really did a number on me and my. Right. I
0: think. I think that was a formative experience seeing Doctor Manhattan's
1: wee wee. We. It was for me as well. Doctor Manhattan's wee wee will forever be ingrained in my subconscious and have me, right, me. So, <laughs> you know how like there's a bit grow up in a house <laughs> with like certain paintings like those paintings will forever be important to you no matter what pretty much yeah that's like dr manhattan's dick to me
0: right yeah i think Sorry. you know wee everyone wee. i think everyone who has like read this literary classic everyone who is
1: like... a comic book fan love for dr manhattan's movie yeah <laughs>
0: Uh so th- the other funny thing I sent you was um an image of Rorschach going murder. But
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> like. <laughs>
0: uh anyways, that's about all I have to say about Shitty Watchmen. It's a it's a classic. It's um... I mean,
1: you know, you you read Watchmen so many times that you know, like, you know, 1500 to 1600 times. You might want to, you know, take a little break but still read it. Um, you know, as part of your daily routine. Right, exactly. As a comic fan, and uh, Shitty Watchmen might be a good alternative.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 to be serious for a moment, uh, I, you know, the Shitty Watchman was like in- intended as like a sort of a formalist experiment. Like basically, uh, the idea is that like Dave Gibbons' like panel layouts are like so strong in that book that they can like still communicate a narrative and like a sense of emotion, even if like the drawings are different. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they seem and also like it's sort of used as an argument to say that like the artist is essential to the book. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty neat. Uh, what do you got for me today? Uh,
1: well I've been watching breaking bad again. Um, right. Coming off of watching better call Saul like addictively and then, uh, sort of needing my fix after I was done watching it for like a second time in a loop. Um, so I went back Mm -hmm. to breaking bad, which I haven't seen quite as often or in a while. Um, and I've probably only watched it the one time. I don't know if you remember that, Joe. That was like two or three years ago. And I was, I forgot this until recently, but I was highly addicted. Do you remember that? I, I
0: don't know if I do.
1: I was, I was crazy. I would like watch it in school, no matter what, like it would be under my wow. desk. And I remember at one point I was on a field trip, an art field trip, and I watched more than I expected I could have on the art field trip. And I needed mm-hmm. the next episode, but it wasn't downloaded. So I like unleashed all of my cellular data at once. to. <laughs> No, seriously, uh-huh. I didn't get, like my month's data to like try to get that one episode on the bus. It didn't even work, but like Wow. I was I was desperate. I loved Breaking Bad. Anyways, I forgot that. Uh and Was, was that
0: uh, was that the time we went to the MFA? Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: I think I do remember that. Not paying attention and only watching Breaking Bad on my phone.
0: <laughs> I mean, I see, I was reading uh, Avengers comics on my phone during that field trip. Oh my god, so.
1: why didn't we look at things? What's wrong with that? <laughs> Anyways Anyways uh, So Going into this It was sort of The perfect time Because The movie's coming out This Friday I think and It is yeah I just finished Better Call Saul And it, it had been long enough That I forgot You know Important things um, mm-hmm. So I've been watching it I don't know Maybe a month or two now uh, And As usual The first two seasons A little slow A little boring I watch them pretty slowly Maybe one episode Every few days um, Right And it's interesting to me Because like, you know, Breaking Bad is regarded as one of the best shows ever. And also is, you know, one of the best shows ever, uh, according to me. And it, like, it's just so satisfying and so addicting. And just like a, a very, you know, close to perfect show towards the end. Not even towards the end, but like the last three seasons, honestly. That it, it's so... Yeah, true sure. Because when I talk to people who, you know, let's say don't like Breaking Bad, their reaction is always the same. It's always like, ah, oh, it's so slow, man. Like, it's so boring. And, the, you know, they haven't gotten past the first seasons or so so it's weird to me that there's that divide but like I, I i guess it's about patience i'm i'm not even sure if the slowness of the first two season like pay off or if the mm-hmm. seasons are bad but it's just one of those things where like you have to keep telling people to watch it to get through um and the first two seasons aren't in my memory as much anyway so i'm here to talk about my excitement one of my favorite things about breaking bad is just just attention to like character and the dialogue between people.
0: And I right. noticed,
1: you know, in contrasting it to Better Call Saul, that in Breaking Bad, there's so many more side characters. And all the side characters have like little moments of dialogue that are like very fun and very telling in the moment. And it's actually something that Better Call Saul does not do. I can't think of like more than maybe three if I really push myself in Better, in better Call Saul like side characters. But in Breaking Bad, like you know you have all these side characters that you could actually like make a spin-off show you know what i mean like there's mm-hmm. every little character has their moment there's like a, a man at the junkyard who works with them like feels like a real person it, it's not so much like putting depth to their character but like the dialogue of that character is feels very real um right yeah and i, I think that's a very good thing And what that does is you know humanizes everyone and it makes the 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 drama feel more intense obviously nice
0: i mean my, my my question is uh having like watched a bit of better call saul not nearly enough yeah how major of a character is he in that show
1: he, i mean i think like if you had to classify it into a word it would be like i guess regular like maybe recurring like he's not a main character but he's always there. Huh. like he's always okay that, he's in the background Interesting. yeah uh so okay the wiki has these little charts so he's about like since he's introduced in season two, he's about a short three episodes a season. Um, mm-hmm. And then like, he doesn't always have a major role as a thing.
0: I mean, I, I don't mean to distract from your point, but is the, is the Better Call Saw wiki like well-maintained or the Breaking Bad wiki? It's all right. Right.
1: It's okay. no Avatar wiki. <laughs> it's no Avatar wiki. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> there is no other Avatar wiki,
0: but one of these days I am, I'm, am... Gonna, I'm gonna um, take to the Marvel wiki and I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna fix all of it.
1: Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So what happens on uh, Breaking Bad is that you feel like you're watching real people. There's um there's a couple mini sodes that I went and watched since I'm, you know, now addicted of right. one oh, is is it's so it feels so real, like Hank, the, you know, main antagon- well, not the main antagonist, but the the brother of, of Walter. All right, well, well Hank, I, I feel like I know people like Hank constantly. He's kind of like the brutish guy, like the always talks over you, making dirty jokes, like uncle guy. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, anyways, there's, there's one scene towards the middle of season five where they actually, I've never seen this done, but they have four characters. So Walt and his wife, uh, and then Marie and hank which are the you know sister-in-law brother-in-law of walter um Mm -hmm. and they they're all talking over each other and this goes on for a little bit and it's sort of a small scene and I, i know that doesn't have a lot to do with breaking bad as a whole but i actually really really liked it because it took away from everything it had nothing to do with the plot really and it was just four characters all talking over each other to create sort of the mood if that makes sense um highlighted the you know focus on dialogue and the focus on how characters feel real and how characters feel in the world um and it's actually the perfect moment because a bit of a spoiler here but they do that for a bit and it's it's sort of walter um wait
0: i i am i am actually going to watch the show relatively soon
1: all right well it's basically it's the calm before the storm and that moment comes before a big like plot reveal if that makes sense Uh, Mm -hmm. it just makes it all the more strong like maybe you know maybe the first two seasons are sort of necessary to build up those characters uh and i just to anyone who is you know thinking of watching breaking bad or is working up to it through those slow seasons i just i want to over recommend it because right like you you remember bennett our friend bennett is always talking about investment of time and how if he doesn't like something at first he he spits it out which is sort of a mentality i also have but like Breaking Bad is worth it. And Breaking Bad should be the exception because it's, it's honestly, it's the best thing I've ever watched or one of the best mm-hmm. things I've ever watched for sure. Like it's, it's just so good because it feels so real and, for, you know, obviously for other reasons, but it's, it's a, you know, it's a brilliant show um, and I'm not going to go into too much else about it. I just sort of wanted to focus on that one thing that I noticed on my second viewing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I am, I'm planning to watch it soon. So I will, you know, get back to you maybe on the show.
1: Yeah. Okay, you want to talk about Undone? I do
0: want to talk about Undone.
1: I'll introduce Uh, him. Oh, sure. And he's like, oh, we got to watch this show. It's called Undone, and it's on Amazon, whatever. And I was like, oh, it's another show that's like a weird verb? Yes, a weird verb. You know those like Netflix shows that are like weird verbs, and you're like, oh, they ran out of ideas. (laughs) There's one that's like disjointed, you know what I'm talking about? And there's another one with like the girl from Jesse. I don't know. I I am
0: not aware of these.
1: Anyways, they're weird verbs. Uh, And so I was like, undone, that sounds stupid. And then um, I stopped listening after that. And it's like, it's on Amazon. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. So at one point I went to watch it and I watched the trailer and, you know, I'll tell you what I learned from the trailer, which was, all right. So it's this weird animation style that sort of reminds me of Dragon Prince uh, it looks animated, but everything looks very realistic, and there's, like, outlines on everything, if that makes sense.
0: I mean, the the, the deal with that is that it's it's rotoscoped, so, um, you know, they, they filmed it with real people,
1: and then they traced over it and painted it. That is what I thought. However, yeah. just looking at it, I didn't really know that. I mean, oh, I don't know. How would you feel about the animation style, actually?
0: Uh, I really liked it. I mean, like, it, there are occasions where it doesn't quite work for me because they maintain frames that are, like, a little weird. Yep. but uh for the most part it's it's you know it works for me yeah like it allowed i think it allowed them to like you know film it like super fast because they didn't have to like build any sets or anything so that's pretty cool
1: huh i didn't think of that yeah that's cool um a lot of it is like at first a little hard to get used to sort of like dragon prince um I did. It did really remind me of dragon. Ball. There's a couple moments, like you said, that do not work at first or like you need to get used to there's like little dialogue bits that I think they don't always animate the mouths from far away. Um, you know, things like that. And there's, there's a couple things like, you know, sometimes they don't color the hair or well, they don't put details on certain parts, but they put a lot of details on other parts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's lots of face, yeah. like the crinkles in the face when someone's angry, but like, you obviously don't see that detail when they're not angry. Cause it's not crinkles there or like hair is super simplified. Like especially Bob Odenkirk's hair is like <laughs> always one color, one blob, but right. like girl's hair sometimes like flips around and it's like super cool. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like little things that you, I guess have to get used to, you could say, or like maybe they need to work on. Cause it's, a, I don't know, regardless a little bit strange, but overall, you know, once I got into it, once I watched a bit of it, I was totally not even thinking about it. Um, and it was very nice to look at because it's like, it's like real life, but they can make it pretty. They can make it like a piece of art where they can control the lighting and the set, like very easily. If that makes sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's,
1: it's, there's one thing I will say actually. All right. The premise of the show is this. That's the one thing i will say. And then more, uh, the premise of the show is that a girl gets into a car accident and she has some weird visions and has to save her dad, her dead dad, by manipulating time. That's the pitch, right? And it's going to, it's going to be be, what? Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: I mean the central bit, I think we can talk about the first episode at least is that like, she's had, you know, this series of like pretty bad days. Uh, she breaks up with her, with her boyfriends. Uh, you know, she gets into some arguments with her sister and mom who are like, you know, all key characters in the series. Uh, and eventually she, you know, gets in, in a car accident and that's how the first episode ends. Uh, and then she wakes up and discovers that she you know is maybe talking to her dead dad and like you know, maybe time traveling. and
1: yeah, and this show is like the way it looks like animated is trippy. And when I, like like there's you know, it's gonna be a little confusing. It's gonna be a little artsy. um And that's what i when I was going into this, I was like not super excited for that if that makes sense. like right. I don't know. i I wasn't like when that came up, I was like, oh, super cool. I was like, ah, oh, all right. like, this is going to be cool in some bits, but, like, overall not that great. That's what I thought. Um, but I was dead wrong. Um, <laughs> and coming off the first episode, some of the things that come across really well is, first of all, like, I know that you said, just said that they, like, captured it with filming real people. But, it, like, there's something about it being animated and it, like, the people in it acting so real, like, those two things combined, if that makes sense that mm-hmm. feels great like you know when you see a little bit of animation it's like wow that is how a human moves and like yeah know, yeah it's like flow really nicely like mm-hmm. this first episode was just full of stuff like that where it, you know obviously it makes sense now but when i was watching it i was like oh this feels like real people like there's one bit where she goes to her bed where her boyfriend is sleeping and she like you know kisses him like five times in a row or something you know what i mean like right right it's just like little like human moments that you know usually you can't find an animation but came across really well in animation and i mm-hmm. that was really like engaging for me to watch so even though i wasn't 100 percent sold on the first episode i was sold on that aspect the second thing yeah. that like also like flipped me was that um all the people are just again really this is actually similar to the thing i was talking about in breaking bad like very well written in terms of like the dialogue that they like the little bits of dialogue that make them feel more real, like in addition to the way
0: they,
1: yeah. Like, here's one, here's one thing I remember is that there's a bartender who is not a big character. Um, and you know, one of the central characters goes, ah, you were, you know, it was a drunken mistake that we slept together. Like, please, like, thank you for being cool about this or whatever. Uh, and then he goes, yeah, I'm a lot of people's drunken mistake. And it's like, wow, (laughs) that didn't need to be in there but like also humanizes that character and like makes him feel more real. I don't know. Like little things like that. Yeah.
0: I, I I didn't think about that until you just mentioned it, but like, yeah, he's, he's a little sad about that.
1: He is a little sad. And we didn't need to know that. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just Mm a plot element. There's there's little things like that that are really great. And like, tell me that her boyfriend doesn't come across really, really well. Her boyfriend, Sam feels so much like a real person. uh, Oh yeah. Probably the most, you know, Sam,
0: Sam interests me so much because he's, he strikes this really interesting balance between, like, you know, being a pretty nice guy overall, but, like, he's got, like, these moments of, like, being uncomfortable or, like, you know, being a little creepy. Like, you know, which works based on, like, what he does at the beginning of the series, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, all these characters are really, like, just complicated and feel real. Like, even the, the plot of the, the, the sister in the first episode is that she's getting married and, you know, you get the impression that Alma, our main character, is a little jealous. Like, you know, and you know, is thinking about her life as a whole since her little sister's getting married, right? That's the impression Bill. I don't know
0: if she's necessarily jealous, but I think she is uncomfortable with like where life has put her, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe she doesn't want to be married, but she I don't know. The the fact that her sister's getting married is changing some thoughts of her. like I don't know, right? That's the conflict. Yes. Yeah. Um Yeah, but the the way that this conflict keeps going is that the the sister, like, goes and Alma is encouraged basically i think encouraging and sort of manipulating her sister to sleep with another man which is yeah <laughs> isn't that crazy like i don't know that's just like a, i've never seen anything like well i, I have but like it is it, just sort of like a really i don't want to say like extreme because it's not like that crazy but like it's an interesting way to show your characters having conflict and interacting uh and it right and in the that- so strange like it's it's not just that like the sister's hiding that she's not totally happy. It's that she's like really gonna like mess it up and like is always tempted to mess that up. Like what does that say about her? And what does that say about Alma that she's like like orchestrating the situation? I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things that I find interesting about the show is like Alma's central thing of like, you know believing that she and her sister are like, because of their childhoods, they are fundamentally broken and she like, you know, tries to pursue that. Yeah, like she, she,
1: she says know, that. because,
0: yeah, like, uh, and that's like this show is made by the same people who make uh, BoJack Horseman, and I think that's sort of a common theme between those two shows, like this idea of uh, broken people who use that as an excuse to not get better. I agree, um, and like for me, that that's that's interesting. It could have, based on the fact that I have already seen BoJack Horseman, I think that like this is a different enough take on it to you know not necessarily be repetitive but i think you know for some people it might come off a little bit that
1: Mm, i come on no okay okay there's such different stories that like you can't even say oh yeah like oh these themes are too similar to me what are you talking about you can have the same theme and two totally different stories and enjoy them both i I i agree yeah um yeah, so those two things at first really caught me. Also the soundtrack, nice. It's great, it's great. Like I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Um and that's sort of how the first episode starts off. Those are like the more human aspects that you know, not getting to the crazy stuff quite yet. Joe, do you want to talk a little bit about I don't know, like the, the sort of more sci fi, I guess? I don't know what we call what do you want to call those things?
0: Right. I mean, um you know, the the main bit of it is that Alma is you know, once she wakes up from her car crash, uh, she discovers that she is seeing visions of and talking to her dead father, who is telling her not only that she can manipulate time, but that uh, she can do this because, uh, you know, in, in their family, uh, her, her grandmother on her father's side, uh, you know, was seemingly diagnosed with schizophrenia, but actually, uh, from, from his view, had the ability to time travel. Uh, and yeah, this was why she she absolutely. acted.
1: I think she did have schizophrenia.
0: No, yeah, she did. But uh, what what um or what what Bob Odenkirk's character, uh, what Alma's father is arguing, is that schizophrenia allowed her to right. time travel yeah, yeah, and yeah, to yeah. be a a a shaman,
1: as he refers to them. Yes, 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 yes.
0: Yeah, uh, and so you know there is this constant conflict between. Uh, you know, in the audience's mind and in some of the characters' minds, like, is what Alma is saying actually real? What it, is what she's seeing actually real? Or is that a side effect of her actually having schizophrenia? Hmm. And so, you know, that evolves sort over of the course of the series as she does actually you know, increasingly wild things.
1: Is, uh, is that something that you felt that you were questioning whether or not she had...
0: I was not primarily questioning that because for me... I got really on board with the idea of of uh, as, you know, having this superpower. You know, I right, was like, yeah, yeah that, that that's that's a cool take. Like, I mean, i i I never, I never took it as the show saying that she's crazy, even if, like, we are supposed to take that she has schizophrenia. I like, it is it is positioning that as really. something of a power.
1: Hmm. I, I mean, that's what, that's, that was my I idea. never question. Like, I never thought like there was there's never a doubt in my mind like oh is this all real or is this all in red like you know what i mean that was never a thing i questioned
0: oh sure i'm not i'm not super interested in that angle uh, okay um but i do think that the the aspect of saying this is you know uh, a mental illness but also it it's it, this is where she derives like her her you know special abilities from like that's interesting to me sure.
1: It well, the intro the explanation is like the part of your brain is, like, bigger, and, you know, also, like, religious people, some of them have bigger whatever part of your brain. Right, larger, you... larger ventricles is what they talk yeah. about. Yeah, so that's the intro explanation. Anyways, yeah. uh, how'd you feel about sort of the, I guess, power set of hers and, like, how it's introduced?
0: I, I thought it was pretty interesting. They're, they're a little... It's a little ill-defined. They never go too deep into, like, the actual mechanics of her powers. Like, there is an episode about her, you know... I mean, there's many episodes about her coming to terms with them and how, like, you know, her control of them. But there's not, you know, necessarily, like, an explanation of, like, this is how this works, this is how that works. Like, it's just kind of, like, she re- she reaches an emotional point where she is able to do something and then she can do it. Uh, there's, like, a whole episode about her, like, trying to move keys without touching them and instead manipulating time around the moving of the keys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is which is funny because we get a lot of like Bob odenkirk like as the dead father explaining how things work. We get a lot of scenes just him like sort of explaining things if that makes sense. Um Right, yeah. It's it's interesting because at first I thought that the powers made a lot of sense. Um like the first episode where she's sort of a little, going a little bit crazy, but you know, paying a little more attention, I could see that like ah, you know, when she's in, you know, control of her emotions, she can, you know effectively control which time of her life she's in you know basically that um mm-hmm. and then later when they start sort of like breaking up the timelines and she starts making alternate realities because she knows it's going to happen i feel like that's where it starts getting a little less defined um which is fine i, I just felt that like because the show a lot of the time did a good job explaining how the power like at first i think did a really good job of explaining how they worked and the limitations as she got more powerful powerful sort of stopped explaining as much. And that, that was sort of a weakness for me, especially since the show like very quickly explained things. Does that make sense? Like it wasn't like, there was, there was not a lot of like Bob order group being like, I'll explain later. Like there was a <laughs> bit, but, like he usually got to it pretty quickly. If that, you know, in a lot of shows and movies, they're like, yeah, you're just like not ready yet. Or like, I can't explain, but like for no good reason. Yeah. But I think in this one, they did a you know, good job at first. And that was a little bit, that was one of the things I didn't like so much was that later, her powers were sort of less explained.
0: Yeah. What did you think about and uh, Garrick's character in general in this?
1: I thought it was fine. That was actually my other problem with this show. Um, let me praise it a little bit first before I get into criticizing it. I think sure, that all of the like character drama was great. And I liked that it started off pretty dramatic, just the first episode without powers. And when she does get powers, there's sort of a, you know, trippy episode where she is not in control of them then we get a little more explanation and it keeps going and the the character drama keeps going but she's sort of learning how to basically the narrative is cut up into you know not chronological order which is interesting it's always an interesting way to have a narrative and i like that the first episode there was a lot of scenes of like her in order like brushing her teeth like eating breakfast like sort of being mopey about the routine and i like that her powers gave her the ability to sort of just like the audience. Um, uh, you know, have the story in a different order, and have that be the engaging part of it. Um, I thought that was a fun little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I liked her dad and sort of the the driving force of her dad, you know, needing her to solve this mystery for him. and then, at the same time, she has all this drama with these other characters. I like that. I thought that was cool. Um, I like that the sister has a side plot that's pretty big, and I like that the mom has you know side plots. I, I, there's little tangents in the show because. Again, it's it's like that that thing I was talking about with the dialogue that the characters just sort of randomly have these moments that like you're not sure if they should even be there, but like are very enjoyable because the characters feel so real. There's a moment in this where her mom is at her is at Alma's sister's you know uh, fiance's parents. Uh, <laughs> if that makes sense, and because that I, they're Mexican, right, Joe? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because the, the mother is Mexican, um, the white family of the fiance has these sort of like little, like, you know, microaggressions. That's what we call them. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like little, like just little comments that are like really irking. I mean, me for one, the audience and also like the mother in the show. And I like, there was, do you remember that scene, Joe?
0: Yeah. Right. They're, oh. they're, they're not really to like participates in like the planning of the wedding and they're not really explaining why.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that scene was great, but like also did not need to be there. Um, like, yeah, didn't really serve much of a like besides to humanize the character, which is great. Like I, you know, I enjoy all of that's great. Um, I liked little things like that. I like that the the dad character has this like student, I guess, intern, student intern, because yeah, know, yeah, college like Bob and Kirk has this like student intern, and she's like kind of hot, and like everyone comments on that, and it's like, were you having an affair? And like, I like that. That's sort of not exactly explained, you know. It's just sort of. Yeah. It's because it just makes everything feel more mysterious, more real. Uh, And this show is just, you know, all these aspects come together and it's a very interesting story. Like you have this good character drama mixed with like a cool sci-fi element and those two, you know, it's like, you know, classic, like Peter Parker versus Spider-Man, like, you know, character (laughs) stuff versus, you know, superhero stuff going on at the same time. And a lot of time affecting each other since her emotions have to do with how her powers work. I like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I didn't even think of like the the Spider Man analogy, but yeah, that works.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's a it's a great dynamic between those two plot lines, and it, it just it's always very interesting. And like, whenever there's, there's never a dull moment in the show. That's true. Um, oh yeah, because it's, it's it
0: set it up wonderfully. Yeah, it's um it's eight twenty two minute episodes, so like everything is extremely compact.
1: I watch them all at once. Yeah, it's perfect. All I, I watched at just-
0: I watched them in uh,
1: two four-episode bursts. I don't know how you did not watch more. I could not control myself.
0: <laughs> well, um, I, go to sc- I go to school, so.
1: I, I got every episode, I allowed myself one ice cream. And then <laughs> I watched it. it and
0: great. then you had eight ice creams.
1: I did, I mean, I, that's not a lie. That is true. <laughs> it's just great. Um, anyways, get it. what happens a little bit later in the show is that now I'm criticizing it here I am sure. um Joe do you want to get a, a breath in at all uh I mean no. you can't uh, what
0: what I, what I would like to say yeah uh, or the thing that I liked uh, in particular is the stuff about Alma's cochlear implant uh, that they talk about in like a few episodes okay
1: um I thought you might like that.
0: I, I, I really like how that is like it not only like is just something that is like kind of casually there to some extent yeah. Which was interesting. Like, at first, like, I didn't even notice it. Like, there's a shot in the first episode of, like, her putting it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, like, I, I like how that, like, intertwines with the flashbacks we see with, like, the narratives about, like, the, the like, cultural dynamics of her family. Like, and how, like, you know, her, her dad kind of wants her to stay at, like, the, the school for deaf children that she's going to, and her mom wants her to, like, more readily assimilate. You know, and that also, like, plays into, like, how they, how, like, you know, her mom and her dad view their, like, respective cultures. Like, you know, it's mentioned at one point that, like, uh, Alma's dad is Jewish, and, like, he doesn't talk about that. And that's interesting to me. And, like, yeah. that also plays into, like, how Alma is, like, very constantly, like, pushing back against, like, you know, the narratives around her and, like, uh, how she views, like, herself culturally. Like, there, there's um, yeah. just a bunch of that where, like, she is sort of fighting back against the system. And all that and i think that's super interesting.
1: Yeah. No, i love Alma as a character. i think that all of those play into her and her own like melodrama like you know, sort of why she thinks she's so broken and the things that she values. Like it, you know, it's all just it's all there. It's all layered. Um yeah. and it's even early on. I early on um uh, at one point she has like a moment where he's like, "Ah, your most important memories or something and they flash." And one of them is her like leaving her friend behind from the deaf school she went to and i like that i like that that moment is very important to the character but not necessarily important to the narrative like it's there like we do get to see it later but like Mm -hmm. it's not it's definitely not as big to us as it is to her but i'm glad that we can understand that it's big to her if that makes sense
0: yeah that's so cool
1: another thing that makes the characters feel deep Mm -hmm. like another time yeah
0: and otherwise like um I mean, this is something I just struck upon, but, like, the idea that, like, she is pushing back against, like, the the, sort of the narratives of, like, society and, like, what other people want her to do. And at the same time, her superpower is time traveling. That's, like, a really cool, like, active visualization of that. Yeah. I really like that.
1: Yeah. So this show's pretty damn great. Um, Yeah. Some things I didn't like. I think I already mentioned one of them. I forgot what it was. Um, (laughs) Just a good but another thing i didn't like because i have to you know give my full honest account um i felt like towards the end of the show you there's there's a twist with the dad which i guess i won't spoil um that i felt was a little just not set up enough there's there's a point in the show where she decides to tell her boyfriend about her you know stuff right actually that was really cool because you don't often get to see like a let's say superhero character sort of you know uh give tell everything to their to their other to their boyfriend, yeah. girlfriend you know whatever whatever it is like you don't see a lot of like people in su- like supportive healthy relationships as main characters because it doesn't work that well like you know what I mean um mm-hmm. like you see a lot of like people lying to their wives about what they're doing or like you know they don't have a wife like that sort of thing but like you don't get a lot of like two people in a relationship and helping each other through the plot of the show. But there was like at least an episode here where she gets to work with her boyfriend and yeah, oh, I'm really glad it's there. Um, which is another good thing. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> at that point she also decides sort of to focus a little less on her, you know, dad's plot and she focuses. A little, I mean, not really, but she doesn't do as much like traveling through time. Um, right because
0: like her her life is going better at that
1: point which is cool but uh what that does is sort of put Bob Odenkirk and that like time travel stuff in the background a little bit when Mm -hmm. and then when when it comes back I felt that it was missing a little something like just a little bit more development on the mystery before like the the solution to the mystery is revealed if that makes sense um right and just a little bit more on her dad's actual character because we get a lot of him like you know explaining things and that doesn't really account for him as a person if that makes sense,
0: you know some of the idea there if we are supposed to take like the the part of the drama as like oh is this happening or is it not happening like that then i think part of that might be like a certain read could say that like this is what she thinks her dad would be like rather than like what he actually was like but Mm. i i
1: don't know how valid that is i don't know joe because they do a lot of like dynamic stuff where like the two of them are joking around and he's not like she's talking about inappropriate things and he's like "Mm -hmm." like it's not like like it's i don't know i don't think that's what they're going for i think like there is like a little banter which is good between alma and her dad but i like and it's it's good It, it really is good until until you get to that twist and you know you're at the twist and you're like wait a moment like like i don't really see this you know like i need, I needed a little bit more before the twist does that make sense sure that was I mean, my-
0: i'm also yeah
1: you know maybe maybe a villain would have been helpful i don't know Be-
0: maybe i i i like the way that the conflict As is i'm i'm less sold on how it resolves at the very end of the show
1: yeah i think you and i agree or maybe we'd yeah, very end the
0: show, but I, I I don't know to what degree we want to spoil things. No, I don't think we do. Yeah,
1: okay. Are you talking about the very end of the show also? Or no? I'm talking about the very end. Alright, the very end of the show is a stupid cliffhanger, and it's stupid and doesn't need to be there, and that's my opinion.
0: See, wow. here's the thing. I I I saw it coming. I saw like pretty much that exact ending coming at about like, you know early on in that episode.
1: All right. Uh and I didn't...
0: that left me a little dissatisfied, and also made me question... See, what, what I'm questioning is, um, is there even going to be a season two? Because I feel that the narrative is kind of complete. I disagree. Like, I, I think I think the the ending there is supposed to be
1: somewhat ambiguous. I just... Well, yes, but they're definitely doing more. Joe, think about the scene right before where she argues with her boyfriend. Fair. Fair. That's not resolved. Or her mom.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think part of the ending if this is supposed to be an ending which is you know completely unsubstantiated this is me thinking out of my own head uh Ew. Like... <laughs> 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 yeah um like you know i think part of that is supposed to be, there is supposed to be like a, a very high level of ambiguity here but um you know you could be right and it's actually just set up for season 2
1: hmm. i think it is set up But it made me upset um, Mm -hmm. because I felt that I deserved an ending and I didn't feel like it was a cliffhanger that was really like, you know, when there's good cliffhangers and there's bad cliffhangers.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think good cliffhangers are like, I resolve the thing, but also like there's a missing thing that you didn't get or like out of the shadows, a new villain rises. (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong, but this feels like it just sort of like didn't give an answer. You know what this feels like? You know what this feels like, Joe? What does this feel like? Lady or the tiger. That's what this kind of fucking cliff... Sorry, excuse me. That's what this kind of cliffhanger is. It's the lady and the tiger cliffhanger. It's a non-ending. I'm not actually familiar with lady and the tiger.
0: I'm sure you are. we read at in English class. I absolutely do not remember it. So
1: I don't really remember what happens, but there's a guy and I... My picture is that he's in a gladiator's arena and there's two cages with doors and one of them has a lady, a beautiful lady, and one of them has a tiger. And uh, instead of... Uh, the story ending—it's just like ah, oh, and the cage opens. Could be the lady, could be the tiger. You'll never know. Right, right, right. Something I do like remember that, that now. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. Um, anyways, <laughs> that's the kind of cliffhanger this is, and I don't like it. And that's that. Sure. Also, like, it, like if it was going to be ambiguous, like if that if that's what they're going for, then the kind of ambiguous, like the question that they're posing is like, is she, like, just crazy, or like, is this? Like time travel thing been real? That's the question. That right, that not. But and that's kind of, you know, to me, it's definitely real because she like really. gains information from the past and has it confirmed in the future.
0: Right. Yep. That's true. Um, and also, like to me, I don't think I've I've properly expressed this so far. Like I think that is a reading of the show that exists, but I also think it's like
1: the least interesting one. It just it just also doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. How would she have no? Known- I- I'm not spoiling but she talked to her mom about right before if she didn't have time travel powers
0: right yeah i mean (laughs) i think at this point maybe we should drop the pretense of spoilers but i think i imagine we're almost done with the conversation um uh i think that um you know in in narratives like this where there is a questioning of what is real or what is not real like i always opt for For you know Whatever, whichever answer makes the story more interesting. Yeah, and and way, I think yeah. um, <laughs>
1: hmm? Or history too. You should do that. <laughs> uh,
0: I'll, I'll disregard that. Uh, but Thank yeah, I, I think for I think for here the 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 answer that you know her having larger ventricles does actually give her the ability to time travel. I think that is drastically more interesting than saying oh she somehow made it all up. Well, I mean, or
1: she, she uh, or rather, been, was it? a fine twist. Like, hmm? I think that would have been an okay twist.
0: See, I mean, I guess, I guess, my thing is,
1: and besides you know, the fact I, that she did gain, like, like if there wasn't actual like evidence in the show, does that make sense?
0: Sure. I mean, I, I think my problem is, um, you know, and I could be totally off base here, considering you know I am not someone with schizophrenia, uh, and I'm not really familiar with like how the 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 discourses on like you know representations of that in media uh but like i am kind of sick of movies and tv shows and like pieces of media in general where like it turns out where that follow like that same arc of like oh at first you think that things are happening and they're real but then it turns out the main character is a schizophrenic person (laughs) yeah yeah there are a lot of movies like that and i find it at this point incredibly boring
1: okay I, I can agree with that.
0: And also I think I, I just think the, the 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 mental illnesses time travel angle is like such a neat concept that I, I, I wouldn't want to lose that. Okay. And like if it is continuing for a second season, then
1: we probably wouldn't lose this yeah. in like the I the love it. Oh, <laughs> can I say one more thing? Sure, absolutely. For such a great show, for such a well put together, beautiful show, like just animated well. The freaking like the title card sucks. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the worst font. Like what is that? It's it must be like Times New Roman or something. It's so boring. It's the worst thing ever. It just says very much, much in, in lower case. It's terrible. It's the worst thing.
0: It's very much modern serious TV show fonts, where they just kind of like the title.
1: <laughs> Dude, it's it's terrible. It's it's actually. Like, I thought about it every time it came on screen, if that makes it Like, it distracted me. That's how bad it was. It wasn't mm. just that I didn't think about it. It was that I didn't like it. I, I think it is Times New Roman. That's what I believe. <laughs> how ridiculous is that? Like, someone typed undone in lowercase font with, like, the basic font on their computer, and someone else said that that was the logo and they were done.
0: I am like it's I'm a hard concept at, thing no. like could it, <sighs> you're, you're absolutely right that is um that is times new roman I'm pretty sure
1: yup and I don't but like I have, uh, the rest of the show is just like so visually cool
0: the kerning is um a bit wider but um otherwise yeah, that's times hard not
1: it's, it's a little wider than normal is that what you're telling me yeah 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 that can't be true is that true
0: just a bit I mean, I, from 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 the Google Doc that I, I have open. I mean, if you are
1: going to put no effort in, then why put like any effort in? You know, <laughs> Jesus, whole ass, no ass. You know.
0: <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I've I've I think this conversation about undone has been delightful. Uh, you know, I think we should reiterate that we both love the show.
1: I love this show.
0: Yeah, it's so good. It's so good.
1: Uh, Yeah, watch Undone. It's wonderful. You should watch Undone in one sitting with eight ice creams. Only allow yourself an ice cream after – reward yourself for completing each episode by eating an ice cream. That is my (laughs) plan.
0: So, Nick, uh, I have a segment for you that we do every week.
1: Yeah, you brought it, you brought your segment today that we do every week? I did. Every single week? I, I brought my segment that we okay, do every great. week. Cool, cool, cool. we got
0: some listener questions. We do? We do. What? <laughs> I've been I, hounding people for weeks and we got some. Are you serious? Mm, yeah, but they're from people we
1: know. <laughs> you didn't make them up. You didn't make up these listener questions. I did not. Oh, okay. I'm so excited. All right. Wow. I'm okay. more excited for this segment that we do every week.
0: Yeah. Okay. So um, – Ben Bortner, my identical twin brother, asks, what's your favorite bagel?
1: Who, who's he asking, me or you? Both of us. I think we, we are supposed oh. to give our individual answers. Um, you know, I, I like I'm, – I'm a guy who, you know, eating a pizza, I'm going to tell you that the classic cheese pizza is the best of the pizzas and that it wasn't broken to begin with. I'm going to tell you that. But, mm-hmm. and so my, my instinctual answer is the plain bagel, however, coming, right. I think that, however I think that some poppy seeds or sesame seeds really make a difference in, it's just the texture it must be the texture, but I think they really make a difference. Now, if I had to choose between them, I'd probably go poppy seed because I don't know, I guess it looks cooler.
0: Yeah. I mean, what, what, what topping would you go with?
1: Topping spread. on the bagel?
0: Yeah, a, a spread, rather. <laughs>
1: uh, well, I I mean, cream cheese. Are you kidding me?
0: Okay, so so we're both boring because, um, you know, I'm partial to all bagels. It's in my blood. I'm Jewish. How did you it's just say? Did
1: you say you like all bagels equally to answer the question, what's your no,
0: favorite? No, 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 uh, no. But uh, there's a but to this. Okay. Uh, but my, my favorite, I think, is um, poppy seed with cream cheese.
1: Wow, that's what I just said.
0: Yeah, I know. I had that written down beforehand.
1: Wow. <laughs> High five. High five. We should get bagels sometime. Glad that your identical twin brother asked that question. Also, we how should. does your identical twin brother not know what your favorite bagel is? I don't know. <laughs> right.
0: Um Yeah, we should absolutely get bagels sometime. Next time we're in the same country.
1: All right, moving on. I do like Ben i love Ben. Mm-hmm. Where's
0: Ben? Uh, moving on, we've got uh, we've got one more question. I think we can handle it like pretty pretty briefly.
1: Wait, there's a one person Wait, wait, wait. Pause. There's only two listener questions. Yes, <laughs> that's hysterical. Okay, we have way more than this. Okay, yes, as we were. I tried. You said you hounded people. Yeah, they didn't get back to me. The standard quality was, "What's your favorite bagel? How could they not get back to you?" <laughs> Parker
0: right. Conley asks, how were the moves to your respective new homes? Uh,
1: well, I don't have a home uh, because right. I'm always on the move because the right. law is after me. Um, You're a vagabond. Well, so my first move was okay um, because it was a house that I didn't know I knew, but I knew from my past. Uh, and so it was oddly comfortable. And I found that hmm. a lot of my imaginings of London in books and mo- you know, when you read a book and you imagine a house. Right. Yeah. I've been in that house. And so it was very actually magical. to go Oh, by. wow. Uh, second. Can you here,
0: imagine like the, the, the Dursley's home in Harry Potter as that house?
1: I did not because the Dursley's home is clearly in the suburbs and clearly, you know, described more or less. Right. Okay. Um, okay. It had to be a very specific type of, like it had to fit obviously. Uh, sure. 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 That was a fun little moment for me. So that's my answer.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm done. So, um, my moves, uh, I, I've done two because I ended up moving into a new room this past weekend. Yeah, uh, it, it's great. Um, I used to be in a triple and now I'm in a double. Uh, so, you know, I've only got one roommate now, which is a lot more chill. Uh, he's great. Uh, I'm not going to name him on the show because I haven't, you know, ran it by him yet. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, um, you know, both were pretty quick. Uh, and you know, I, because I'm now in a double, I finally have a uh, space to put posters up on the wall. So, uh, you know, I, I, put up, um, this poster that you gave me, uh, it's a, it's a wanted ad for Appa from Avatar Last Airbender. In the corner, there's a, a little frame of Aang crying, uh, and that's adorable. And so I have that up on my wall now. Yay. Uh, along with my other posters from home, which I've, I've had in a, a case. You should describe it all in now. detail uh sure well there's a signed please stop (laughs) well there's a signed spider gwen poster from jason Latour.
1: joe the listeners are going to stop asking questions please (laughs) joe i gotta tell you i really like listener questions
0: yeah we should do them more often
1: we should do them as soon as we have two every time I i dare say we should do them every week how long did it take you to come up with two
0: uh, pretty quickly. I mean, I, I had to ask people, uh, but you, like you know, once I directed that at them, they they were pretty quick.
1: Okay. So m- maybe next week? Oh, wow, wow! Actually, Perhaps.
0: <laughs> yeah, we might actually do a repeated segment.
1: Oh my god, oh, it feels so dirty. <laughs> okay, the is broken. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. I, I, believe you, I believe you have a wise quote for us to close out the show.
1: I do. Um Oh, okay. Here's a good one. Actually, this is not the one I was thinking of. (laughs) However, it's, oh, have I done this one? God, have I done this one? All right, Joe, we're going to try this. Okay. This is a real quote that I heard from a real person. Mm -hmm. Read it out. My mom loves gardens. My dad loves birds. So, you know, had like 20 bird feeders in the backyard. (laughs) That's new. I haven't done that, right?
0: Yeah, that was wonderful.
1: Wow. I wrote that down because I was like, I can never lose this. <laughs> and now it came in handy.
0: Thank you for listening to Wait, Out of Our Head.
1: Either quote. Okay. Ambition is the willingness to kill the things you love and eat them to stay alive. <laughs> Put both I'm in. I'm going to have to cut that, but... Uh... No, leave them both. <laughs> okay. That one's from 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. Let me do the outro. Okay. All right, how do, do I do it. it? How do I do it? Nick. Can we say every other word? Think. You. For. Listening. To. Out. Of. Our. Heads. A. Pop. culture
0: Podcast. You're stuck
1: at this. <laughs> I <is> really bad this. <laughs> All right, you do the rest. Sorry.
0: From the minds of Joe Bordner and Nick ProPops, you can contact us and send us listener questions at outofourheadspod at gmail.com. And my Twitter handle is at joby underscore draws. You can read my webcomic Aeronaut at joebydraws.com. As always, Nick has nothing to promote. Uh, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. It would really help the show. Bye. Nick, this has been wonderful.
1: Yeah, it's been great, right? Yeah. We did a great job. Hey Joe, you know I'm working on a comic actually. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's going great. I'm glad. The layouts will make you melt. (sighs) I'm excited. So the only thing I focused on were layouts. I really like (laughs) I never mentioned how much I like layouts.
0: (laughs) Nick, I can't wait to make my own shitty version of your comic (laughs) with the same layouts.
1: Yeah, all right. Yeah.